Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's special episode, Pastor Ed Young takes us through an extraordinary fishing story, revealing how following Jesus can turn our lives into an unforgettable adventure. It's a journey about faith, purpose, and the surprises that await when we cast our nets into deeper waters. Stay with us to uncover the secrets of living a life full of promise and passion. And remember, this is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed Young has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners. Download your free chapter of Pastor Ed Young and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is a purpose in your pain even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's dive into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection and get ready for an experience that can reshape your perspective and deepen your relationship with Jesus. 1980 was the time, the 4th of July weekend specifically, some friends of mine and I, my brother was one of these guys, traveled down to beautiful Galveston, Texas to do some shark fishing. Now. The water isn't really that pretty. It's kind of muddy. We went down to shark fish. That's right, shark fish, not from a boat, from the beach, which is kind of crazy, kind of illegal, but we did it anyway. So we arrived in Galveston. We had my Cherokee chief. We had it packed with bloody fish, two bucket loads of bloody fish. Fishermen call bloody fish chum. And chum attracts sharks. So we took a little boat, rowed out just past the surf line, I hate to confess this, but I will, and dumped all of the bloody fish in the water. Now at that time, no one was in swimming, so it was great. We were there early for the July weekend. It was pretty calm, pretty casual. There was, though, a lot of bloody fish in the water. So I hooked a giant hook with a couple of stingrays, put the giant hook with the stingrays in the middle of the chum, rode back to the beach, put the rod and reel on a rock pier right by the flagship hotel. If you've ever been to Galveston, wow, one of the best hotels in the world. We sat there on this pier with four of my Mexican friends who couldn't speak a lick of English and we waited. Finally, my friends and my brother, they were like, Ed, this is wearing us out. We're starving, we're going to Sonic to get some food. So I ordered from Sonic, I said, you guys, you know, just cruise, I'll be here waiting with my friends and hopefully we'll get a shark. So I lather up with Hawaiian Tropic, I'm like an eel, I'm just shining with Hawaiian Tropic, working on my savage tan. That was before the skin cancer scare. You know, people used to do that. Baby oil, all sorts of stuff to attract the sun. So I'm out there and trying to catch some rays and waiting for the shark, waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the shark. Suddenly, out of nowhere, (laughs) 
called that wine that every fisherman loves, the reel begins to scream. And sure enough, the hook had sunk deep into the mouth of a bull shark. Now, if you know anything about sharks, bull sharks are one of the most dangerous sharks in the ocean. A bull shark has more testosterone than any animal on planet Earth. So I am latched up, I'm tethered to this bull shark. Oh my gosh. I'm on a little rock pier on the beach next to the flagship hotel, 4th of July weekend. Now there's squillions of people in the water walking down the seawall and I'm battling this shark. I'm having a hard time battling the shark because I'm so slippery. The reel is slipping from the Hawaiian Tropic. I'm thinking, where's my brother? Where are my friends? They finally show up in the middle of the battle. And so we all helped reel in this bull shark. We finally got the shark on the beach. Hundreds and hundreds of people were stopping. Traffic was stopping to watch us battle this shark. I all of a sudden thought, wow, we could get arrested. <laughs> so we quickly tied a rope around the shark's tail and we drugged the shark. I would not do this now, I wouldn't kill a shark, but back in the day, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So we pulled the shark up over the seawall. It took 10 guys and we threw the shark in the back of my Cherokee chief. His tail was hanging out of the back. <gasps> And so here we are driving down 45 back to Houston. People were like, ah, ah, ah. And when we got home, I hung the bull shark over our basketball goal. After a while, the shark began to smell. And dad said, son, you got to get rid of the shark. So I thought, how do you get rid of a nice sized bull shark? The shark weighed well over 100 pounds. I wasn't gonna drive back to Galveston. So I thought, I'll just find a lake or maybe like a little, a little stream or, or somewhere. I'll just dump the shark somewhere. So I drove around in the neighborhoods where family lived, found a little, a little creek, and I just, I felt like I was getting rid of a body. I just <laughs> rolled the shark down into the creek. And that was the last I saw of the shark. I have thought though, can you imagine little kids playing in the creek? Oh my gosh! The smell, ooh. That is a fish story, my favorite fish story. And once that happened, I was hooked literally on shark fishing. It's funny, you talk to anyone who's ever fished, anybody, anybody, they have a fishing story. Today, I wanna to talk to you about the ultimate fishing story. I would argue that your life, my life is a fishing trip. Your life, my life is a fishing trip. And because it's a fishing trip, we should have fishing stories. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter five, and we're gonna look at verses one through 11. Jesus was preaching to a bunch of people. On the shores of the Sea of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee was 13 miles long, eight miles wide, 30 towns were on the Sea of Galilee. Jesus is talking to people 
So many people are there. So many people are pressing in. He thinks to himself, well, I need to improvise. So Jesus improvises. Jesus does something very, very interesting. Let's read together Luke chapter five, verse one. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He, let's say it together, one, two, three, noticed. Jesus noticed. He just noticed. Two empty boats at the water's edge. For the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Washing their nets. They had bageled. They had been skunked. They had fished all night and hadn't caught jack. How many times have you fished? How many times have I fished and I haven't caught a thing? I've donated blood to mosquitoes. I've gotten sunburned. I've gotten seasick, but I haven't caught the fish. These guys were upset. They were mad, hadn't caught a fish. They were mending their nets. As you study ancient fishermen, they spent the lion's share of their time mending these nets, fixing these nets. These nets were large. They had weights around the edges. You would throw the nets over fish. The weights would sink around the fish. They would pull the rope and you would catch the fish. When they fished at the Sea of Galilee, they fished at night. The fish would swim in the shallows at night. They were dumb at night. They would catch them at night. No one would even think about, no great fisherman would even entertain the thought of fishing during the day. During the day, the fish are deep. The nets won't reach that deep. No one would fish in the middle of the day. Oh, really? But notice the craft, say craft with me. Craft, I'm talking about the boat. So he noticed, he being Jesus, a couple of boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner. Simon Peter owned this thriving fishing business. He said, Simon, push it out into the water. So we sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. What was Jesus doing? He was trying to preach. He was trying to speak on the beach. That didn't work, the people couldn't hear him. So he saw a boat owned by Simon Peter, got into the boat, pushed the boat. He said, Simon Peter, push it away from the shore. Jesus used technology. Technology, the definition, the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes. Jesus was using, say it with me, technology. He used the acoustics of the ocean, the natural acoustics of the mountains and the hills behind him, which formed a megaphone so Jesus could talk in a normal voice and thousands and thousands of people could hear him. Jesus said, we will do greater things than he did. One place, at one time, preaching. But what can we do? This church isn't big enough to hold all the people. So we leverage technology. 
we're seeing right now around the world. So Jesus leaned into technology and we're leaning into technology. I like too that he noticed something that was common, just a boat. He noticed a boat and that boat became his pulpit. What in your life is ordinary that Jesus wants to turn into something extraordinary? What in your life is commonplace, is pedestrian that Jesus wants to turn into a pulpit? What interest do you have? What slant do you have? What hobby do you have? What platform do you have that Jesus wants to turn into a pulpit? You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's inspirational message, and we hope it's been an uplifting part of your day. You know, moments like these, moments of sharing, learning, and growing in our faith, truly bring us together. And it's all made possible by you, our incredible listeners. Your support, prayers, and commitment allow us to continue to share the message of Jesus around the world. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote about the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share the profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us to continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's return to Pastor Ed Young's message and see what other insights we can learn from this incredible fishing story. Welcome back to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. There are three groups of people here. The first group will be those who are not believers. We have many people at Fellowship who come each and every weekend who've never stepped over the line. You're not a follower of Christ. You're welcome. And this is a great series for you to listen to, a great message for you to listen to, a great weekend for you to attend because you're gonna see, number one, how much you matter to God. Number two, how much you matter to us because you, you were on our minds when we planned this experience. The second group of people will be those here who are believers. You're a brand new believer. And maybe, just maybe, you've stepped over the line, but you've never, ever, ever gone fishing for people who don't know the Lord. You've never, ever shared your fishing story with others. You've never said, hey, here was my life before I met Christ. Here's how I took the bait, Jesus. I was hooked by the Spirit of God and brought into the church. I was caught and released into ministry. You have never really done that. I know some of you are that way. Others here are people, you're believers, you're a follower of Christ, and you are sharing your fishing story. It's amazing how those of us who fish like to share fishing stories. Yet those of us who've been caught by the grace of God, 
Those of us who've been hooked by the Holy Spirit, those of us who've taken the bait, rarely, rarely do we really go fishing. We talk about fishing, we buy fishing gear, we sing fishing songs, we go to these beautiful aquariums, and this one is as big as SeaWorld. Rarely, though, do we fish. So this is a wake-up call in all of our lives. So notice the craft. What would happen if Jesus walked into your craft, into your boat? What would happen? So stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon Peter, its owner, to push out into the water because he had a better, you know, kind of look at the audience and he used acoustics and technology. But notice the conversation. Say conversation. Conversation. Convo, right? Convo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke chapter five, verse four. When he had finished speaking, the sermon was done. I love this. He said to Simon, now, let's say it together, one, two, three, go out. Do you want to go deep? Go out into the deep. The second command, let down. Jesus said, go out, Simon, and now let down. Say, let down with me. Let down. That means let down the nets. And don't you know Simon was like, you've got to be kidding me. I've cleaned these nets. We've been working all night. All the seaweed and all the other junk is out of the nets. All the beer cans, we've thrown them out. And now you're asking me, Jesus, to lower the nets again in the middle of the day. It's 100 degrees. The nets don't go that deep. We're not going to catch a fish. That's what he was thinking. So I love the excuse. We worked hard all last night. Lord, look at him. In verse five, we didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, read here doubt. Read here like you gotta be joking. Don't you love it that Jesus can use you and me even in our doubts? If you say so, I'll let the nets down again. I'll let the nets down again. If you say so, I'll let the nets down again. He did, so you got the craft, the conversation, look at the catch. A world record catch. In the middle of the day, the nets wouldn't reach the deep. They dropped the nets and look at this fish story. This is crazy, isn't it? Luke 5, verse 6. And this time their nets were so, say it with me, full of fish. They began to tear. They shouted for help. He shouted for his, for his associates to come in. Another boat helped him. Both boats began to sink because of so many fish. I love it that Jesus is interested in our daily activities. Simon Peter had seen him heal the sick, drive out demons, yet look at his reaction. He was in the midst of a miracle. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man for he was awestruck by the number of fish they'd caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the son of Zebedee, were also amazed. What a catch. So those of us who are Christ followers, our lives should be a fishing trip, and if we're doing what Jesus wants us to do, we're going out into the deep, dropping our nets, and Jesus says, you fish, 
I'll catch. What a deal. You fish, I'll do the catching. Luke 5, verses 10 and 11, Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. I know that's the biggest thing a lot of us face. We're afraid. We're afraid to share the fish story. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? People say no. I've traveled around the world speaking. I've gone to New Zealand, I've gone to Australia, I've gone to Asia, I've gone to Europe, I've gone to Africa, I've gone all over the country. Take me out of it. I have never seen a church like Fellowship. And for the life of me, I cannot believe how so many of you who call yourselves Christians don't regularly invite people, your friends who are going to hell here to fellowship. Because one day when you clock out, God's gonna look at you and say, man, your life was a fishing trip. Tell me about the fish that you caught. Because if you're not concerned about your neighbor's salvation, quite frankly, I'm concerned about yours. If you don't have a heart for people coming to know Jesus, there's a great chance you're not a believer. These are hard words. We'll get up in your grill and challenge you because the beginning and end of discipleship is evangelism. You don't become a disciple until you get saved, and then once you become a disciple, you go deep and you do what? Put down your nets. Any fishing stories? Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. This word fishing for people, zagrio in the original language means to take alive. It's kind of paradoxical. When we fish, we take fish from life to death. When we fish for men, we take men from death to life. As soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. John 6, what did Jesus say? No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. We've gotta draw the net. Everything we do at fellowship has a hook in it. What's the bait? Jesus. And so often people don't even know they need Jesus until they understand who he is and then, whoa, I need Jesus. Two of the most embarrassing questions I could ask you, I'm talking to Christians now, are these two questions. A great theologian asked these questions a long time ago. Number one, who was the last person you led to Jesus? Number two, when was the last time you tried? But you realize every person here is closer to death today than we were yesterday. And we'll live forever in one of two places. So it's time for us to go out, go deep, and put the net down. Are you hooked? I said, are you hooked?
I'm glad I'm hooked by the grace of God. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm rescued. I'm glad I'm transformed. I'm glad I'm justified. I'm glad I'm sanctified. I'm glad I've listened to Jesus. I'm glad I've lived for him. I'm glad I'm following his command. I am glad that I am hooked. Thank you for joining us on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has encouraged and inspired you. Your support is so important to helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us again next time as Pastor Ed continues the Hooked series, diving deeper into how our faith in God can transform our daily lives. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways you can be part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Until next time, God bless.